Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mad Tales. I'm James Nolan. It is Tuesday, August 4th, as I record this in Studio X in the now Isaias drenched Fredericksburg, Virginia. The humidity is gone for now, and my gutters are spilling over, but anybody who lives in Virginia knows that that will be short-lived, especially in these sweltering days of August. The Lilith Shore film is, as you know, in the can, and I am raising money to get it edited. After one week, we hit the 20% mark, and I'm hoping to get that up to 30% this week. If you are interested in supporting the project, go to LilithFilm.com, L-I-L-I-T-H-F-I-L-M.com. That's L-I-L-I-T-H-F-I-L-M.com, and click on the merch button. I'm selling awesome hoodies, face masks, T-shirts, toddler onesies, mugs, hats, even dog bandanas all with the awesome Just Drink the Tea Deer design on it. All of the money goes to creatives, in this case, editors and directors, to get the various levels of editing complete, from assembly all the way through to final cut. And if you don't want to buy anything but still want to support the project, just go to lilithfilm.com and click on the Support the Project button. You can just donate right there, and it goes straight to the project's coffers. The links for all of these things are, of course, in the show notes. On other creative fronts, Chip and I have come up with a whole bunch of new stuff that I'll be talking about in the weeks to come, including a total rebrand for all of the stuff I do. That includes a new name and a new logo. We're going to do a new podcast about indie film development and probably other creative work in general. And at least two new scripts, one based on my first novel, Raleigh's Prep, and the other a feature version of the Lilith short. Hopefully, we'll be able to delve into some of my other work as well including The Hive and the God's Bones trilogy, the audiobook versions of which you can listen to in this podcast if you just go back to the beginning and middle. That's it for now. Support Lilith by going to lilithfilm.com, L-I-L-I-T-H, film.com. All of the links that you need will be in the show notes. Now, enjoy The Rabbit, the Jaguar, and the Snake, The Rabbit 5. Not many people have ever seen someone's head split open like a watermelon. Or at all, really. Like a watermelon or not like a watermelon. Count yourself Irish if you haven't, because that's some disgusting shit right there. In the realm of the senses, there are certain things most of us consider pleasant. Massages, chocolate, lavender bath salts. Picture this. It's summer. 5,000 degrees in the shade. You're sweating your taint off. Then someone hands you a glass of delicious sun-brewed tea, and it's filled to the brim with crushed ice, the best ice. And there's a fat lemon wedge wedged on the edge, no seeds, of course, and a little beach of white sugar dooned up on the bottom. And you know it ain't just any old sun-brewed iced tea. It's the flavored stuff. Peach or raspberry or cherry or something like that. The premium ragu. Jesus's nipple clamps. How it washes down your throat and you can feel the cold make its way down, and when it spreads its fingers out, when it reaches your belly. Man, that's a great feeling. You know what ain't a great feeling? 
Watching some poor fuck's nut crack open and his brain spill out like cranberry sauce. So that's the first thing I seen after I got back out onto the killing floor. Boom. Split head Sunday. Then another guy got his arm cut off. Boom. Everybody who didn't get their head exploded or their arms cut off was running around like idiots. Not the best strategy. A few had picked up something that could be used as a weapon. Shards of knives, half spears, broken swords. Some of them found these cricket bats with razor blades embedded in the sides. And I thought to myself, cricket's a lot more violent than I thought. But ain't none of them got nothing as deadly as my Tommy gun. And on top of that, none of that other stuff was remotely effective. As weapons, I mean. Not that anybody should be surprised. We might have been a surly bunch, us recruits. Tough, streetwise rumblers. But ain't none of us ever been trained to fight as a group, really. And all the goons taught us how to do was maximize our lung capacity. Information. And maximize lung capacity many of them streetwise rumble scrappers did. They scattered like rats around the killing floor. Running from boars and bears and lions and leopards. Problem was, that man evolved using his wits and his tits. He ain't built to outrun things that evolved to outrun everything else. So the boars gored, the bears bit, the lions leaped, and the leopards... I mean, Jesus, fuck, the leopards outright toyed with people. I seen one pounce on a dude and tear a gulch down his back and then sprawl out on its belly and lick its chops while that poor fuck moaned in the dirt. And when he tried to get up, it slapped a paw on the back of his legs to hold him in place. Look, I'm a cat person. I love me some cats. But anybody ever spent time around any of them knows they can be real assholes. And that leopard just proved it right there. Speaking of genus Felis... Wildcat turned out to be the most useful out of everyone. Remember that guy in the leather panther suit sitting on the throne on the top of the oracle? Well, she climbed up there and took him out, her and about 20 other miserable jerks. The goons had placed a crow's nest under the throne, and I guess they didn't think nobody would ever try to take it from him. But then again, I guess they never had to deal with someone like Wildcat. And that nest was stocked with all kinds of weapons. A Tommy gun, 10 drums of ammo, gasoline, spears, and more of them cricket bats I told you about. I didn't know all that then. Found out later. Might have helped with the planning if I did, but I didn't, so fuck off. A boar wheeled around the corner and headed straight for me, but I blasted some rounds in the dirt at his feet. That convinced it to run in a different direction. A bored-looking bear lumbered by with two spears sticking out of its side and two lions sweating its flank, biding their time. Didn't even give me a second glance, and I don't blame him. Bears got a lot more guts, and lions is hungry. A cheetah sprinted past, but it wasn't chasing nothing. It was just running. Then some poor guy came screaming around the corner like a crazy person, which was understandable because he was completely engulfed in flames. Even worse was the fact that he was heading straight for me. Back the fuck off, I yelled. He didn't. I leveled a Tommy gun at him. I'm serious, asshole. That's the thing about being completely engulfed in flames. The normal conventions of polite society don't seem to hold much sway. He kept on running at me, screaming, so I unloaded on him in three short bursts. One hit his shoulders, twisting him to the side. One took out his knees and he dropped into the dirt. The third one didn't do nothing because I'm a terrible shot. Them first two was just luck. Ever hear stop, drop, and roll? I yelled. But he didn't say nothing on account of the bullets and the fire and such. I caught a break in the slaughter and ran up to the base of the oracle, staying within sight of one of the chutes built into the side in case anything weird came out. Wildcat was crouched down in the nest, looking around all wild-eyed like, like a critter in a bush. I squeezed off a few rounds into the air. Hey! Wildcat! She ducked at the blast, then stood straight up. The fuck are you doing down there? I just killed some guy trying to run me over. He was on fire, by the way. Huh. You got a gun? What, this? No, it's a dildo. I squeezed off another blast. Wildcat was not impressed. You might want to save your ammo. I got three more drums! 
The crowd grew restless. I heard some booing. I didn't blame them. The animals was all full. No action going on anywhere. Wildcat leaned down into the nest and came up with her own Tommy. I got one too. Yeah, that's fantastic. She smiled for the first time I ever seen it. Then she looked down at me, about to say something, and that smile dropped and her eyes went wide. Look out! I took the one in literal and spun around, ready to empty my load into whatever was attacking me. Only there wasn't nothing attacking me because it was a prank, a goof, a joke, like a ha-ha made you look. In fact, Wildcat even said that. Ha-ha, made you look. Very funny, I said, waving the gun at her. You want I should... Oh shit, look out! Bullshit, I said. I'm not an idiot. And then I was knocked into the air and slammed into the wall of the oracle. The worst part of it wasn't getting hit or even slamming into the wall, even though that was some straight-up bullshit right there. And by that, I mean it hurt like a son of a bitch. It hurt like a son of a bitch with crabs. It hurt like a son of a bitch with crabs, only the crabs was like super crabs. Irradiated super crabs that, because of the irradiation, turned into chlamydia. So what was once just irritating and a little itchy turned into fire shooting out of your dick. So that's how hard I hit the wall. Chlamydia hard. And when I was able to turn over, hitting a wall like that tends to boost your wind. I seen the craziest thing ever. I can't even describe it without almost freaking out. All I can say is that it didn't have no head. Its face was in its chest, and it had two rows of teeth. Arms like Goliath's, 20-inch talons, etc. Pretty much everything that'd make a monster a monster. Talk about a shock. Oh yeah, and I dropped my Tommy gun when it hit me. Dropped it right at its feet which also didn't inspire me with confidence. Fortunately, Wildcat still had her gun, and when the thing, whatever the fuck it was, ran up to me, talons ready to gore, teeth ready to crunch into the cherry chocolate ball that was my head, she unloaded her entire drum into it. I'm telling you, she was a hell of a fucking shot. Nailed it right in the mouth, sent it stumbling back a dozen feet before it collapsed on its back. Arms and legs splayed out. That was actually kind of comical. I didn't have time to appreciate it, though. In fact... I didn't have time to piss or say boo before another one of them crazy things came running up for round two of fuck's sake does this shit ever end. Only instead of coming after me, only instead of coming after me, it stopped over the dead body of the thing Wildcat shot to pieces, extended a stinger from inside that fucked up chest mouth of its, and slid it all gentle into its dead friend's shoulder eye, like a lover. I I didn't have a clue as to why, but if you've been paying attention at all, you know what was going on, and I figured it out pretty quick a little while later. What I'm trying to say is, Wildcat's kill and the second monster's pausing to do its business gave me enough time to get to my feet and limp away. Yeah, that's right. I said limp, because nobody who hits a wall chlamydia hard recovers completely in a minute. Everything hurt. Hurt to stand, hurt to run, hurt to breathe. Oh, and my pecker hurt, too. Not that I needed to use it right then, but as long as I was making a list. So there I was for the second time in 15 minutes, stuck in the middle of a slaughterhouse battle arena without a weapon, being chased down by a thing that wasn't human. So what did I do? I knew what was down underneath the stadium, and maybe that monster did and maybe that monster didn't, but it was my only chance. I pushed forward as hard as I could, ignoring all the pain, even the pain in my pecker. After about 10 yards, I shot a look over my shoulder, and the monster had already disengaged from its friend and was sprinting for me. Wildcat finally reloaded and fired at it, but as good a shot as she was, we was too far away at this point. She ended up strafing the ground around me, so thanks for that, Wildcat. I thought maybe I'd run to the edge of the drop and then roll to the side of the last minute and the thing would go right over me and hopefully get eaten by a gator or two. But then I realized that wasn't the greatest plan because have you ever stopped on a dime and rolled to the side? It ain't like I ran on a rail or something, like I could cut a shop 90 degrees at will. The human body ain't made for that. I'd probably pop a kidney or something. 
In reality, I'd have to slow down at least 10 feet before the edge, and by the time the stopping and the jumping was over, whatever was behind me would just adjust and follow suit. So screw it. Jump it was. The more I ran, the more I regained my wind. My legs, my arms, my whole body remembered all that cardio. I don't mean to brag, but I booked it. I booked it faster than I ever booked it in my life. Mercury himself would have been impressed. The only problem was that monster was faster and stronger. I pushed, it pushed. I pulled away, it gained. Nothing left to do then but book it harder, and I booked it right up to the edge, caught the lip on the ball of my right foot, and jumped like an Olympian, arms twirling, legs pedaling the air. I landed hard in the water, scaring the hell out of the croc sunning itself on the bank, which would have been funny if it wasn't so terrifying. It hissed and whipped around, and I lunged away. Then the monster landed right on top of where I'd just been, just in time for that croc to sink its fangs into its arm. That went on for a bit. The croc bit it, and it bit the croc, and neither of them seemed too happy about the situation. One thing was for sure, all that grunting and growling and hissing sounded like the soundtrack to a psychopath's nightmare. I felt sure that any second something had clamped onto my leg and dragged me off, but it didn't, and I flopped onto the bank like a drowned cat, pushed myself up, and lurched away, heading back to the maze under the arena. You might be asking yourself why I do something like that. Or not. I'm going to explain it anyway. Remember before when I knocked that god out and took his gun and his ammo and that key? And all them weird things in the cages I passed when the gator and the croc and the Komodo was chasing me through the maze? Okay, good. Now you're getting the idea. So I limped over to the tunnels with plenty of time to spare, stepped right up to the first cage, inserted the key, and... Well, I was about to let whatever was inside out when it, whatever it was, slammed into the bars of the cage like an enraged ape. No, actually, that's what it was, an enraged ape. Enraged apes ain't the most reasonable creatures, hence the adjective. It shot its arm through the bars and I hit the deck and scrambled back. This did not please the ape none, and I wasn't in no mood to argue, so I snatched the key out of the lock and crabbed over to the next cage, which seemed empty. I unlocked the cage and I went to the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and on and on until I did about 30. Got myself bitten and scratched up real nice, but nothing too serious. When I got to the intersection, I turned around in time to see a few of the doors creak slowly open, a couple of furry paws creeping out, a few dozen tentacles waving in the air. I took the right-hand side this time, hoping to run into another god so I could nick his gun, but no such luck, so I scrambled out the first side door I found and back into the arena. I ran around to where I could see the crow's nest, and there was Wildcat. Holy shit, she said. You're alive. Yeah, we're gonna have to get out of here in a minute. How do you think that's going to happen? As if on cue, a giant snake thing slithered out of one of the chutes in the oracle side. Looked like a combination of a copperhead and a scorpion. Didn't pause to look around or nothing, just headed straight for the crowd. More things followed. Flying things, scrabbling things, wriggling things, things with dozens of legs, things with dozens of dozens of legs, things with big shop teeth, things with little shop teeth. Some was interested in us, but most of them was more interested in the buffet sitting unarmed in the seats and that buffet screamed like pigs on a spit. They'd done what crowds of panicked people always done. They started trampling each other, trying to get to the exits. That might help, I said. And all them creepy monsters did what came natural. If it had a stinger, it stung. If it had talons, it tore. Pretty friggin' genius, if you ask me. At least until them stingers and talons turned in my direction. I'd be lying back for my Tommy gun, which was still lying in the dirt next to the first monster that had come at me, the one with the chest mouth and shoulder eyes. And right when I reached for it, a black ball of slime burst out of the thing's head and rolled out in the middle of the killing floor. 
Took me less than a second to snatch my gun up, but by the time I did, the thing was gone. I guess Wildcat had had enough, because she showed up at my side, saying, The fuck are you doing? Go! So we went. Me, then her, and whoever else managed to survive the most disgustingest battle royale I never wanted to be a part of. We sprinted for the gates. We didn't get ten steps away when a lizard with eagle wings and bear claws swooped down and snatched one of the stragglers into the air, followed by another one and another one. They aimed right for us, wings fluttering, talons snatching. Wasn't no way out of it, neither. We juked, they juked. We jived, they jived. Right at the last second, when them razor-sharp talons was about to slice into Wildcat's neck, she half-spun and held her hand out in front of her like that was going to help or something. And you know what? It did. Friggin' Eagle Lizard stopped in midair, froze in place. They looked as surprised as I did. Wildcat was even more amazed. She was so amazed that she didn't even get pissed when I grabbed her by the elbow and pulled her away, yelling, Come on! We both looked over our shoulders as we ran to make sure them monsters wasn't chasing us. But them eagle lizards kind of just flapped away, like they was demoralized or something. Oh, and did I tell you about them snakes with the spider legs? No? Well, they were snakes with spider legs. Kind of defeated the purpose of being a snake, them legs. But nonetheless, they had them. One of them came scrabbling up at us from the right, just as an angry bear came lumbering up at us from the left. So I waited until the last possible second and then grabbed Wildcat and we stopped short. Then the two collided. Right in friggin' front of us. That's comedic gold right there, ladies and gentlemen. Couldn't have asked for better. Even made a funny bonking sound like two coconuts knocking together. Anyway, the bear, upon getting laid out by a snake with legs, conducted itself predictable. It pounced upon one of them legs and ripped it right off. Then the Snyder, that's what I'm going to call the snake thing with them spider legs from now on, Snyder, get it? Sank its fangs into the bear's shoulder. Things escalated predictable from there. A cheetah ran down one of them monsters with a chest teeth, a baby one, picked it up, and flung it into the air, you know, for giggles. See what I mean about cats? A slithery something shot right at us out of nowhere, and Wildcat mowed it down. Some poor schmuck's head landed in the dirt next to me, bounced right in my way. I kicked it like a soccer ball. I nearly shot myself with relief when we made it to the gates, even though they was locked, which was rude. I thought maybe somebody might have seen what was going on and give us an out. But whatever. Just another pain in the ass to deal with. Good thing for me I got brains. Step back, I said, and shot the lock with my Tommy gun. By the way, shooting locks until they open? It don't work. Not unless you're in the movies, which we wasn't. You know what happens? Bullets ricochet off the metal. That's what. One of them pinged off and caught an eel with a scorpion's tail right in the flank. Another hit some guy in the foot while he was in the middle of running from a Snyder. He went down. Christ, dude, Wildcat said, glaring. She snatched a broken sword from the dirt and jammed it into the shackle. A couple of wrenches later and the thing busted off. The lock, not the sword. Then she slapped me in the chest with the flat end, the sword, not the lock, and yanked the gate open. That doesn't work in real life. The path outside was flooded with screaming goons. The path outside was flooded with screaming goons. Puglies, fuglies, chumps, champs, vamps, cunt kickers, top knots, the whole lot. Me and Wildcat melted in with the crowd and stampeded our way back, heading for the barracks. Where we was going after that, I had no idea but I thought it best not to run against the crowd. The stampede made it out of the woods and onto the eggshell path, and we ran up a short hill, around the curve, down a hill, back up another, and around another last curve, when lo and behold, there stood Zoot himself and about 15 other goons, all strapped to the gills with Tommy guns. Say goodnight, assholes, he said, and they all started firing. The dumbasses in front got eaten up pretty quick, which was good for us because it bought us a few seconds to jump into the ditch on the side of the road. I guess they didn't count on nobody else firing back, though, which is what me and Wildcat started doing. 
glued our fingers to the triggers and swept the path back and forth, kneecapping everything that got in our way. Whoever didn't get kneecaps printed for the woods, the same woods Zoot said never to go into. When the smoke cleared and the din of the weapons faded into the day, the only recruits left alive was me, Wildcat, and about a dozen others behind us. Some had been shot in the arm or the gut, but for the most part they was good. Except for this one guy. He'd been shot in the collarbone, shattered it into a zillion pieces. He wasn't no good at all. I nudged Wildcat with my elbow. Get up and see if they're all dead. You look. Before I could reply, someone screamed, Hey! That's you, you fucks! Me and Wildcat shared a look. It was Zoot. Yeah, Wildcat said. So what? Come here. I want to show you something. Sure, I bet you got a bridge to sell us. No, seriously. Why, so you can shoot us down? I won't shoot, I promise. I'm out of ammo anyways. I looked at Wildcat. I think he's legit. Go ahead. We've already been over this. Better hurry up, Zoot yelled. I glanced at the road behind me. Nothing yet, but he was right. Only a matter of time before all them things from the Coliseum came calling. Wildcat seemed to look in my eye and said, Look, don't do it. They'll be dead in a minute. We ain't got a minute. Then I stood up out of the ditch, holding my gun up at the ready. Zoot was lying on the other side of the path, toe up. He didn't shoot. I walked out into the middle of the road. He still didn't shoot. I circled around a little closer. Then I seen why he didn't shoot. His legs was torn to pieces. One so much that it was nearly severed from his body. He wasn't just out of bullets. He was out of gun. I sat on the edge of the path, way out of his reach. He didn't do nothing but lay there, one arm over his chest, staring at the sky, waiting. So I walked over, shoes crunching on the gravel, and he didn't move. I looked over my shoulder at Wildcat. You're an idiot, she mouthed. In the distance, I heard the sounds of the approaching horde. Snarls, grunts, roars. When I turned back around, Zoot was still lying there, motionless, breathless. Then he picked up his head. Fuck! I yelled and squeezed off a burst. It ripped up the gravel to his left. Fuck you, you fuck! He yelled. I'm already dead and you want to make it worse? Sorry, sorry, I said. You just scared me is all. Yeah? Good. He held up a little tin whistle between his fingers and smiled at me, like he'd been waiting to show it to me all along. It was kind of gross, too, because his teeth was all bloody. Nice whistle, I said. You know how long I've been working this? What, killing everybody for no reason? You know fuck all. What do you know about it? I heard you, Zoot. Heard what? You and Bruno's little chimwag the other night. This struck him serious. I could tell because a little of his attitude dropped. You heard that? I heard that. Yeah, well, war is war. I did what needed to be done. What's all this cold cuts and cooked cocks nonsense? You ain't figured it out yet? I've had my hands full. He coughed, and a little blood dribbled down his chin. They're about to get a whole lot fuller. Then he plunked the whistle into his lips and blew it as hot as he could, over and over. Twee! 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 When he was done, he let his head fall back again and laughed and laughed and laughed. You fucked, he said. You're really fucked. Oh, yeah, I said, and blew his friggin' brains out. Who's fucked now? The calm that settled over the path felt like death. Maybe because a whole bunch of dead people was lying all over the place. The wind whooshed through the trees in the forest. I leaned over and picked Zoot's whistle out of his mouth. Who the fuck did he call with that thing? You hear that? Wildcat called. She stood up in the ditch, facing the forest. Some of the other escaped goons stood up too, looking around like they didn't know what to do with themselves. Couldn't blame them. 
You try escaping the shittiest shit show of all shit shows and see how clear your head is after. Hear what? I said. Wildcat fell into a crouch, her eyes searching the trees. Hear? And then I heard it. A high-pitched whistle, as if mimicking the exact sounds of Zoot's little tin toy. Only more echoey, and a lot more of it. Hundreds of them, getting louder, heading straight for us. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Don't forget to check out LilithFilm.com, JamesKnoll.net forward slash BG, and you can support this show for as little as $1 on Patreon.com. It's Patreon.com forward slash Mad Tales. You guys rock. I'll see you next week. Bye.